listening to The Real. Man, I appreciate them dudes for talking about The Raw. Wait, they were talking about The Relatable. That's exactly what I've been going through. The Relentlessly Real Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Relentlessly Real Podcast. We are finally starting it. Are y'all excited? Yeah. Excited, man. Yo, I'm so Finally. We finally doing this. That's exciting. So, welcome to the podcast. We're going to discuss real, raw, and relatable topics for you guys. Um, and we're going to talk about everything. We're going to try to keep it as real and as raw as possible for you. We're going to tell you our honest opinion about everything we think and feel on certain topics. Um, my name is Jonathan Jones. I'm married, happily married, ladies, so relax, okay? Um, married to my wife, Jovita uh, Jones, and I have a little girl, um, my, my daughter, Jocelyn. Uh, and what's your name over here? Mike? Hi, my name is Mike. Name? Oh, <laughs> nah, this is uh, Mike Williams here. Um, happily married as well. No kids, but we are having fun working on it. So hey. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun time. That's a fun time. Yeah, pull out game is strong. There All right, it's on you too. Uh, so um, my name is Terrence uh, Robinson. I am also happily married. I have. Uh, Beautiful wife, Tanisha. I have two kids, uh, Terrence Jr. and and my, my little daughter, London. And, London. And, and that is, that shot was closed. That's game over. Two. And you said you got three more in the bag no, already. No, no. That's game over. <laughs> Try to get a whole no stop of five. You have more kids. Okay, nope. Uh, shot was closed. That, that's, the, that's the one thing that we agree on immediately. We are done. Mm, yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> Having kids is exhausting. Just yes, it is. We're we going to talk about that, too. Like, not on this today, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about kids. Yeah, yeah Kids are exhausting. Um, anyway. We're very happy to start this uh, podcast. Um, we've been talking about it. We've been uh, adding things to social media and everything. So we're excited to see what's going to come up this um, entire topic. Um, the, the topic for today is I'm offended. Hashtag me too. The questions that I'm asking is like, are we becoming just too like sensitive in this culture today? Like, are we becoming that culture? It's like, yo, everything bothers us. Everything's a problem. Everything's an issue. Like, no one is just like. Every, everything's a problem. Like, we always have, like, oh, you offended me. You bothered me when you did this. And so, like, no one even knows how to act and respond. And I feel like we're always trying to, like, think ahead as what they might receive things as, like, before we even say it because we can't just even talk to people no more. Like, what's, what are your thoughts on that? Um, My bad. I, that, that should not have rang, but yes. So, I'm actually trying to pull, pull up the, the my, one of my accounts. Um, So, the... the I think because of the political climate that we're in right now, I can, I understand why everyone's kind of on edge. Hmm. Um, uh, there's no doubt on my mind that 2016 kind of changed like a lot. Um, uh, did, it, did it did it change anything, or did it bring things to life? Like, did it unearth? Things that were already there. Yeah, I think it, I, I think it put it more in the forefront. I think we, I think 2008 thought we were, we thought we were, we were further than we what we really were, mm. and I think 2016, the election, and the person who won the election, put things showed us how what where we really are as far as the the, the racial relate race relations, mm. and I think. Because of social media and the ability for something to somebody to see something real quick yeah. and it and it catch fire, I think comments 
it immediately become trendworthy, and then immediately not only is someone offended, but then everybody becomes offended. Right, mm, right, right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it starts to unearth things that it, it gave them a voice, almost right, like a almost like a foot in the door type thing. So yeah. if somebody brings it up, now everybody want to bring up their issues. Right, yeah. right. And I think what's funny, you didn't even name the person. Are you talking about Donald Trump? Of course, <laughs> forty five. <laughs> Because it's a very interesting thing because I think, like you said, when Obama was um, president or made to be president, you know, in what, 08, it was like we felt like it was a change for the nation for the better. We, I, I think we all felt like because that I mean, before that, let's be real. We never thought there would be a black president. Nope. We have to be honest about that. Right. Yeah. So like that was just not even possible. Nobody and, and, and I actually was listening to a, a podcast about how. They were wildly upset about when Obama wore a tan suit to, at an Easter event. Do y'all remember, do y'all remember that? I vaguely he, remember that. Yeah. He wore a, a, a tan suit, right? And you know, typically as a president, you don't, you just blue, black, maybe gray. Yeah, business yeah. type. Yeah. You keep it business. You better not come out here with a pinstripe, you know, mm-hmm. Easter, you know, type suit. He had the, he had a tan suit on and they were like, bro, you're, you know, just. He definitely showed up in his Easter suit. Yeah. And they were, <laughs> they were, there was a lot of people up in arms about it. And yeah. then I guess now seeing, you know how the how viral every moment that Donald Trump has, you know it kind of be like, well, dang, like we were so tripping over a tan suit for Obama, mm-hmm. and this guy, you can't even. I mean, whether you like his politics or not, you just can't keep up with how much content he says from day to day. Mm-hmm. That's extremely well. Some would say extremely offensive. Do you? I do. Do you find Donald Trump offensive? I have to even ask that because I don't know. Do you find him offensive? Or is I, I just, find him. He's extremely blunt. You can tell that he's an extremely blunt person. Yeah. And because of the position that he's in, he's trying his best to tone it down. Mm. Um, you think he's trying to tone it down? I, That's interesting. <laughs> I ain't never. Okay. I ain't never. <laughs> so, so no. Okay. Let me correct. Let me correct. Uh-huh. So somebody is trying their best to t- to tone it down for him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there are obviously writers, right, as far as uh, mm-hmm. PR and everything like that. Right, right, right. Uh, somebody's trying to tone it down for him, but keep it authentic. And I can imagine Donald Trump saying, hey, that don't even sound like me. Let me add this in here. Make sure we leave this in here. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in my opinion, um, yeah, he's really blunt, bro. And that's, that's the interesting thing about... about that's that's I think that's the scariest thing mm. to me about the political environment, which to me it does impact our everyday environment. Is because he won or is winning because of the things he, despite the things he says off the cuff. Does that make sense? Like despite yeah. the th- when he flies, when the things you, he says, he said things are like. Oh, there's no way he's done for now. He's done for now. No, he's getting more votes because of it. Like, yeah. like, like. What, what, what is it? What is that that makes him get more votes? That's, I, I mean, that's what's scary. I mean, I'm sorry. And to me, like, and I, and we're going way back. And trust me, it's, 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 we're going to bring it forward. But the, the, the purpose, when the point when you said you're going to grab a woman by the vagina. Mm. And, and you said that at any point, your your political career should be done. Yeah. Like prior to 2016, your yeah. political career would be like over. Yeah. And then to and then on top of that, he did he never apologized for it. Yeah. Like so at this point, I'm like you're dead. Like dude, you're done. Yeah. Like and so he won votes. He won women votes. Like yeah. you make sense. So I'm like okay. So people are voting for him. Yeah. So if people are voting for him despite the the stuff that that means. People are identifying with his viewpoints, right. so I could care less about him, but more so, what is that saying about the people, the our everyday people who are around us? Yeah, like, you yeah. know, and so that's yeah. the part I think that's 
that's scary to me. Like like you said, what does it reveal? Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it really did, did it was something new or did it pretty much were people now more <laughs> they're more inclined inclined to, to now come out the woodwork? Yep. You know, yeah. and so and the other thing I want to say about that what brings it down that is so funny. Because we're talking, we're talking about things that we're, we're are we becoming too sensitive, and we're going to talk about a lot of things later on about the like about the, the cancel culture. Oh, we're but talk about it, yeah. but here's the thing: he, he Donald Trump is the one person because of laws and constitution who he can say things and he's almost untouchable. If you're listening to this podcast, that ain't you. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's not you. Yeah. And a lot of these people are saying things, and they are losing their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and they think because their president can say it that they can say these things, and they won't lose their jobs. Right. You are losing your job. <laughs> I was actually about to say that because I was like, why is it different rules for him? And the same people try to do the same things that are like, like like the other nineteen candidates that are in Democrats. They would do like any of those things. Like if they were to say, "Yeah, I'm grabbing by vagina," or "I'm," or they were remarried three, four, five times. Like he was remarried. This is his third marriage, I think. Uh, four, Second marriage, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. So like just because we look at the person, you know, when mm-hmm. they're when they're, when you're he didn't even show tax returns. Like you just. Down yeah. the line, he's like, I'm not doing anything you guys want me to do. I'm just that unconventional candidate. And everybody's like, we love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me more people like yes. him. <laughs> so I think that that's just hilarious. Um, so you guys remember about a year ago when those two black men were sitting in Starbucks um, drinking their coffee. Y'all remember that? Yeah. And um, they were minding their business, you know, and they were asked to leave. And the police came in um, and actually made them leave. Um, and they were asked to leave because of someone feeling triggered or whatever. And they were mm-hmm. like, yo, you know, I don't want them. Sit-. They were just sitting there meeting to have coffee. It was just a, like. They weren't customers. Yeah. They were customers. No, like, well, they weren't. So, they weren't buying anything. They weren't buying anything. They weren't buying anything. Yeah. They, were just, they were just. They were literally yeah. waiting on a business partner. Or something yeah. Like waiting on, to have a business meeting. Yeah. Now, I, at the time, I don't think. I, at the time, I was uh, working full time. But like now, I'm in Starbucks all the time. Yeah. That's like because I, I, you know, left my job or whatever. But. In doing that, I'm thinking like, man, that could be easily me. Yeah, because I'll just go and sit at Starbucks, start working, you know, whatever. And the, someone. The felt thing like, is, it's not just you though. It's other people that are doing it. So yeah, why were they the only ones pointed oh, out? Yeah. So we brought that up because recently, um, they had a campaign like a hashtag. I don't know if you guys saw it on on Twitter, but like hashtag dump Starbucks. Yeah, because. Um, Officers were standing there drinking their coffee, you know, during their shift or before their shift or whatever. And the barista lady, who knew one of the officers, asked asked them to roll out. You got to leave. And and when they asked why they had to leave, they were basically told because you're officers, you're making them feel uncomfortable. One customer felt uncomfortable. One customer felt uncomfortable. The barista lady knew one of the police officers. Like like he probably come in there all the time for yeah. coffee, whatever. He's a regular. And he's like, hey, hey, Sheila, how you doing? And hey, how you doing? You gotta get, you gotta, leave. <laughs> you, gotta you got to leave. You're, you're making, making me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go to a police station and tell. Look, hey, I'm feeling uncomfortable. All you guys here, you guys gotta roll. As long out. as I'm in here, yeah, I gotta roll. <laughs> I will be. I need you to bail me out. <laughs> But that's that's the, but so that happened right. So they had a hashtag dumb Starbucks because of that. Because everyone when they got wind of the story, they were like, "What is happening?" Where yeah. you could tell someone to leave a, a police officer because who are you gonna get to tell to get the police? Who are you gonna get to enforce that? Yeah. So so basically, this is like the second time that Starbucks has been like in the national spotlight 
within the past. Well, I mean, really, the third time because because the the, the the incident that happened with the two African American guys that right. was one, and then they 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 pretty much they closed the, their stores down. Oh yeah, uh, like a month or two months later, that it closed like thirty eight hundred stores for for um and that made national training or something like that. Yeah, since for um. Racial sensitivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, equity training. Um, equity training. And let's be, can we be clear about that for one second? That that was just literally so we could stay in business? Yes. Like, that was, we care, we care nothing about the black customers. And, and it cost them, it cost them, it, that cost okay, them money. It cost them money, but, but let's be real let's about that. Say, yeah, exactly. There's First no, all, there's no way that one day of training can change an aspect of like of course not th- no of your whole day. of your whole cultural upbringing where yeah. you hate black people wait was it the whole day it wasn't even a whole day right yeah, it, it was like, a whole day it was a whole day it was okay. one day it wasn't okay. all that stores though but it was the whole day but just yeah. to be clear their coffee has always been wildly overpriced now i do starbucks love you so i will have coffee from there <laughs> but let's be real about that like that's already yeah. they're up to probably upcharging us by like four dollars of coffee they probably buy it for a dollar Give it to us for five, six dollars. For the brand. So, I mean, they got to make money. So of, and that's what I'm saying. That's my yeah. point. So I'm like, to shut it down for one day, is that really even saying anything? So I'm just saying that was yeah, just yeah, yeah. cute mm-hmm. within the dude. But yeah, you, and then so it's the third instance you were saying. That and this is, and, that, and, and so my, I, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is you all think that the, that the, because see, one incident was the police officers removing somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and because somebody felt the, so customers were uncomfortable with the, with the people being there. This incident, and then so the police officers got a lot of backlash, and so did Starbucks. Mm-hmm. This time, somebody felt, felt upset or felt uncomfortable with the police officers. So this time, like I don't know if the Starbucks employees or the Starbucks manager was like, "Well, you know, let's let's ask the police officers to leave so that way we don't we don't end up on the news, Again, but still ended up right. on the news." Like it makes sense. Like yeah, yeah. it's like so. A, a lot of this is. Is is everybody pulling the trigger because everybody is too sensitive? Is too sensitive? Like, well, for for this particular topic, um, let, let's go back a second for the the black guys that were arrested or removed. Right after the day was said and done, police officers ruled that there was no evidence of them actually committing a crime or anything yeah. like that. Um, I, in my opinion, they probably felt like, okay, dude, why are we here? All right, let's just go ahead and remove these guys because they they called they 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 filed a complaint whatever like that and they had to go ahead and do this job. Um, even like in the video clips and stuff that they showed online, uh, people within the restaurant, white, black, whoever, they were responding to the police officers like, "What, what did they doing? do? Yeah. What did they do? Yeah. Did they do anything wrong? No. Right. So why are we going here? And I and I think it, with the question of whether we're too sensitive or not, that stems back into the whole police brutality thing all the uh the, the black lives matter situation it's it's so much more to that than just these black guys being removed and are we too sensitive i in that in my opinion that situation i don't think we're too sensitive with that i don't, okay, I, I agree. I don't. yeah i agree i agree so but but but, but so bringing it back to these two, two i mean so I know. So Starbucks issues an apology to mm-hmm. these police to the whole. I think was it was it Arizona to the, to the police department. Mm-hmm. Arizona Starbucks issued an p- apology, you know, to the police department, and but yet still we got to dump Starbucks like the, ne- the, the next like the next day, mm-hmm. and it's, it's yeah. trending and dump Starbucks, dump Starbucks, and so here we are again. Like what what do we do? Because that's why we were talking about this. That I they have not really released any further details about this story. But I want to know. I want. I do want to know more about the people. Yeah. Like before I can have a, a further opinion, I want to know more about the one person 
who had an issue with these police officers before I can make an opinion on do I have, really have a problem with this person feeling uncomfortable? Because if this person was a criminal and had some records, okay, then what are you feeling uncomfortable? Exactly. You got like, like you got yeah, more. So much you more to the story. I mean, I didn't. You know, I didn't even think of it like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said that because I was looking on that story to see if that person was white or black. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if the person was black. And I'm not even trying to be funny in this. Like, I can understand why a black person would feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, there's validity to that. And that, so that's why this topic is so important mm-hmm. of, of, of people being offended. Cause like, what's the line? But I get, I get it. Because like, when I get, if I'm, if I'm do, I'm doing the speed limit mm-hmm. and a police officer gets behind me, I'm zero. I'm, my heart's going 30, yeah. 40 miles Seriously. per hour. I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to get pulled over. They're about to search. I don't have nothing. I don't have no drugs. I don't got nothing. Just the simple fact of I'm about to be pulled over as a black man. Period. Yes. It's now it's like you don't have to reach for it. Like I'm reaching. You've seen people get killed for reaching for like their their registration that they were asked to get or their, mm-hmm. whatever their license or whatever the things that they were asked to get. So it's like I to be honest. Before we even had this podcast, I was kind of like, yeah, people are too sensitive. But now and as we're kind of navigating through the topic right now, I'm like, you know what? I can understand why somebody be triggered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But is that is that is there tr- triggering saying leave Starbucks? Is that really a valid situation? Is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, but, no, I do have I mean? a problem with that. I do have a problem with them asking them to leave Starbucks. Like, you know. Um, really? Like, people don't ever hit me, <laughs> and they hit me right now. I'm I sorry. do have a problem with them asking us to leave Starbucks. Um, uh, I have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with. Uh, um, with someone being triggered, like you know, yeah. but I think my issue is if I'm triggered, I remove myself. Hmm. Like you see, what I'm saying, like, like it, it, you don't work there. You're the customer. Your you're the customer. Yeah. You could just remove. I'm just going to leave. Like you, could, you could just remove yourself. Like that, I, at least that's my mindset. But we've ever. we've gotten. You know what? It's not even we've gotten to that point. We've been at that point. Yeah. Like it's just we're now getting to the point where stuff is being put into the media so often, just because of like social media, the the uh, the the, the the opportunity to be able to put things out on the internet, video, whatever, like all these things are available to us now to be able to put it out there where people actually see the stuff that's been going on for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This ain't nothing new. Nothing new. It's just the technology has changed. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So so that that I mean, that's a whole another critical point though, right? Because yeah. technology has made it so we see everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then even to the point where people are on Facebook and they're like showing showing the live of somebody getting killed. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. in a in an environment and we talk about our kids or whatever, my, you know, going to be having a kid or whatever in life. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're going to, like, what will that be like yeah. for my daughter, for your daughter and your son and your potential kids? Like, what would that be like for them in a climate where they see everything? Mm-hmm. How do you even shield your children from mm-hmm. seeing Bro. certain things before their time? Yeah, I know we might be skipping around a little bit, but even like going into, uh, what was the movie that just came out? Uh, when They See Us? Yeah, When They See Us. Oh, man. Like, that first episode like me and my wife cried like together? we cried after watching that Y'all yeah seriously man seriously i did not I, and, I, and, I, and i think it's just because of where Here's we are movie. with I the, no i saw the movie okay yeah just where we are with uh with children and yeah. our journey um like n- like just thinking like the things that we have to think about to to train our kids to tell them like like how how do you guard them from that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like we can only do but so much and that's why it's so important, man. Like you, you gotta stay prayed up out here, not just for yourself, but for your kids and for God to be able to give you that discernment to be able to speak to them about certain topics. And with that, that let's do another question because again, we don't know any facts about the yeah. person who was in Starbucks. I, mean, mm-hmm. I was talking mm-hmm. to John about this. Um, the the person could have been Hispanic. 
and maybe they felt triggered because of of the climate that that, I, that the president is brought in mm-hmm. of being deported. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I don't know if you if you all saw another trending topic, but Donald Trump has now just asked like all agencies to hand over any information about citizenship. And I, I I currently have students who are in fear that their parents are going to be deported. Mm. Because so I mean like every agency that is that is federal government agency now has to turn over anything. Yes. So it, it right. used to be just the census. So this yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. It used to be just the census, but now it's every agency. Yeah. So that includes like you know social security. That includes you know the, the colleges. That includes if you know, if you're applying for federal loans. Right. Has to turn over citizenship information. So if the person could have been Hispanic, it is in Arizona. It's a border state. You know, so they could have been Hispanic. So they're triggered. Like they felt uncomfortable. Like yeah. who knows? Like you know. So so I have all these questions. That's why I want to know, like, fast. But you know, here's... So we're talk, we are talking about a lot of different things, and I love that we are, because I think it's it kind of unravels into something else. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about your kids, you seeing it firsthand, that's kind of the problem, is that most of us don't experience... I don't have nobody that is about to get deported in my circle. Mm-hmm. So my frame of reference of caring is less. Mm-hmm. Because you are... In, yeah, in just being real. Yeah. You are like, yo... I got a yeah, child yeah. that has parents that about think are scared to get deported. That that lack of empathy comes from lack of closeness to yeah. to mm-hmm. it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I think that that we got because that kind of reverberates to a lot of different topics, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about those topics later on in more more broad um, podcasts that we have. But even even talking about you know homosexuality and transgender and all that, mm-hmm. like those topics have a global view, yeah, or you have your own global view of it. Mm-hmm. Then you have your own like. Okay, now I have a friend, or I have this or that that's going yeah. through that, and it kind of makes yeah. it real for you. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like that for this particular topic of deportation. I don't have nobody that's real for me, so I don't even think about it, care about it, nothing. You, on the other hand, who's my brother, you are in and around it, and you're like, man, somebody, whoever is about to get deported out here. Like mm-hmm. that's it's a it's a real thing for for real people that deal with it in those in those close proximities. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing to talk about. I think this entire conversation of like social sensitivity Starbucks is like trying to I guess they're going to have a problem going forward I think everybody wants to do something they want to start something at Starbucks yeah. <laughs> like it's like the on and popping mm-hmm. place to go and be like I feel some kind of way about something you know so so that kind of stems into my next topic like talking about the advancements of technology right and our ability to be able to put things out on social media and make things more visible um we got to know more context with the stories that come up, right? So all we know is whatever the media puts out there or allows to be put out there, whether it's a certain clip from a video, it might've been a a longer clip, right? It might've been a longer clip that exposed a lot more that was going on. What started the whole scenario, even with the guy, the, uh, the guy with the short man's complex, whatever, Mm -hmm. right? There could have been something that started in the, uh, in the beginning of that, that caused him to get to that point. But all we seen was that clip of him going off. Right to get, yeah. and some people got alternative motives to that. Like yeah. even always, even from you know from getting viewership and stuff like that, getting likes, whatever. Thinking about even the the newscasters, yeah, they looking for the hottest thing out there right now. And and for the past few years, what has it been? Police brutality, right? Sure. So now they're putting out little snippets of, of things. Oh, we got another black man that's been uh, either uh, you know abused. Uh, that's been. Um, wrongfully accused that's been uh that's been killed or whatever and we don't know the whole story what caused them to get to that point and, and not to say that you know this justifies those things happening no yeah. Yeah, these things are wrong 
Um, but we also got to take into consideration what else is happening. And from even from the police officer's perspective, right? Yeah. So going back into um, the Starbucks situation with the police officers, like you were saying, what, what caused that trigger for that customer or what mm-hmm. transpired prior to that situation even happening where they asked them to leave because they made a customer feel uncomfortable? That's good. Yeah, I have no idea. But I, I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, that, that transitions us to another topic. Um, we were kind of thinking about the whole like Me Too movement a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and to be honest, I got it when it was, you know, when when they did it, I was like, okay, you know, hashtag me too. Uh, I didn't even know the person that was originating, uh, the whole me too movement. And I had like in 1997, it was, uh, Miss Burke. She she basically sat across from a 13 year old girl who had been sexually abused. And the young girl was explaining her experience and it left her feeling speechless. And at that moment she created the me too movement. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I had no idea about that. Um, yeah, same here, same here. So I guess so. What happened was the girl said with her story of being sexually abused or assaulted, and she didn't have a response. This is her speaking. She said, "I didn't have a response or a way to help her in that moment, and I couldn't even say me too." Miss um, Burke said, "It really bothered me, and it sat in my spirit." Ooh, she's churchy for a long time. <laughs> She added 10 years after that conversation, Ms. Burke created Just Be Incorporated, a nonprofit organization that helps victims of sexual harassment and assault. She sought out the resources that she had not found readily available to her 10 years before and committed herself to being there for people who have been abused. And she gave her movement a name, which was the Me Too movement. So we all saw where that kind of came from, from a global perspective. And I just want to talk about a little bit like how well, one from the global perspective, we can talk about it as well. But even from the, the microcosmic is, uh, uh, perspective, where we talk about it, like even on our timelines and our Instagram, Facebook, whatever, people started talking about like how they were personally abused. It was a Me Too, like, like mm-hmm. it really was a, it really was a movement. Like people mm-hmm. were like, "Yo, Me Too," and it was. I, I'm not gonna lie, when I was scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and seeing people that, uh, like, again, proximity. Yeah. It brings me back to that proximity thing. Because I didn't know, you, you look at these movements, they come, whatever the movement is, like, mm-hmm. you know, social sensitivity or Me Too or whatever. You look at it from big thing, you're like, ah, here they go again. But then, like, somebody says, yeah, I was I was raped. Mm-hmm. I was assaulted. And you're just like, whoa. Oh, wow. yeah. I didn't even know. Like, I mean, and not that you would know, right? Unless you were actually close to that person where they can be able to confide in you. And that's the, the nature of the issue, right? Being able to be able to speak out and have a voice. Just what we were saying earlier, like how Donald Trump kind of is giving people a voice now to be able to speak their truths and how they really feel about things. Right. It kind of goes into that same subject. Yeah. And and the 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 the, the just I was looking up the, the data of the Me Too movement, and so mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of different data. Uh, we we know some of the some of like the like the the, the big giants have, have fallen, um, but from the Me Too movement, like so this is as of like. So I'm gonna give you some from as of just of October of last year, but 201 major powerhouse men have lost their jobs, and almost half have been replaced by women. And so uh, John was talking to me, and I was talking to Mike about like the like the Me Too movement, and as the historian me said this is really this the Me Too movement comes because of the lack the. the issues of like dominance like even reparations mm-hmm. is about black men is about blacks not having like the political or 
the political power or the economical power. Yeah. What the Me Too movement is almost, even though it is about rape and sexual harassment, those occur because women don't have, did not have the political or economical power. And so we're talking about some big name people, Harvey Weinstein being one of them. Um, like you know, he's he, he's being the, the the main, really, but the main one. We know about like R. Kelly. We know that like that's he just got arrested the other day. Like you know, yeah. so he got he's facing state and federal like charges. You know, and so he he's he's a big one. Um, Kevin Spacey is is is. I mean, he lost his whole. That's my favorite show too, like House of Cards. He lost mm. his whole spot, um, and he was basically replaced uh, on House of Cards. Um, several politicians. Um, there was a one politician. He was one of my favorite Democrats. So this is in the misconception that this has only happened to Republicans. No, there's some Democrats that's going down too. Like there's some Democrats that's going down with this Mean Team movement as well. Yeah. Um, and so I, what I think is the reason why I, I I brought in the second the second stat about the data about that is about uh, the being replaced like so al franklin was the one i was looking at al franklin okay. was the senator the u.s senator yeah. very popular very he was a very um he was very like you know against uh uh donald trump you know very popular like a prominent obama supporter mm -hmm. he had to resign because of, of allegations like you know and so the reason why i brought that up is because i think it is a good thing that they are being like that most of these positions are being replaced by women because what it is is it is a transfer of it is a transfer of power, and it kind of it's not about giving it to me. It's about it's about equality. It's like reparations. Yeah, it is. It, it is it's, it's really reparations. It's about equality. Yeah, you know, and it's about leveling the playing field. And so, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and what 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 we're saying is, so some of these are just allegations, and some of these like these are these are not saying that they, they, the women were raped. But there was sexual harassment. They were like, you know, and what it is 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 is. And she brought the word like rape culture, and I was just like, like I I wouldn't have gone that far. But my thinking kind of twisted. She was like, well, when you talk about power, you know, uh, misogyny. Was it? Um, I want to say the word right. Misogyny. Um, chauvinist. Like those things lead to rape culture, and. It, even though you might not be a rape this, but if you create the environment to allow for rape culture, mm. that's how the sexual harassment and everything takes place. Yeah. And those exist when there's not a balance of power. And so that leads us to the article that I, this article that I, I shared with, with John and them the other day. Um, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read you all basically what, what, what happened. And so basically there's this guy, this is, this is like kind of like breaking news. There's a Mississippi Republican who is running for governor. So I want to know what y'all think about this. There's a Mississippi Republican running for governor. And so he's in Mississippi. This is the deep South. He's Republican and he's married. And there was, he was on the campaign trail. So, and he basically saying he's, he refused, he refused for a female reporter to spend a day with him on the campaign trail to be alone with him. And he said he stood by his decision to assist that the reporter, whose name was Larison Campbell, must bring a male colleague if she wanted to do a ride along with his truck because he just wanted to keep things professional and avoid a lot of opportunities where it would have been an awkward situation. Hmm. What do you think about that? I think that's 100% valid. A hundred percent valid. So that, that I feel like that was the political correct way to say, "Hey, I don't want no problems with this Me Too movement. Bring a guy in here. That way, we're all on the same playing field." And I got a witness that I ain't do nothing crazy. 
I think it looked like that. I love it. Yeah. I do. Because I'm like, bro, look, in this culture right here where people are like, he did X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. We don't even care. Like, let's be honest. We don't even care whether he really did or didn't do it. Yeah. The perception that we think, oh, he, he did it. Look at his face. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him on the camera. Look at him looking, at, looking down <laughs> at that lady, right? They, right. The media finds pictures of him, like, <laughs> looking at somebody, like, lustfully. He's like, oh, hmm. he's just trash. But, man, please, I would have all y'all. Terrence and Mike, we all will be in a van together. <laughs> and he, he, I'm going to have Terrence on you on Facebook Live. Protect your boy. Because at the end of the day, he's trying to, he's trying to make sure, well, one, he, he mentioned even, I think, in the same article. Yeah. Yo, I'm, I told my wife I would never be in that space or be in an environment with, with a woman, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he did that. Because I'm so tired of culture or, or what we're trying to say is a new wave or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, you I can still have my own stance. I can still have my own opinion. I don't got to go with what the majority says it has to be. Mm-hmm. Y'all say it has to be that. I don't care. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like we are, we're becoming that whole. If you don't agree with everything that I feel, then you, you know, whatever, you're, you're bad or you're this. No, I just don't agree. And I, it's okay not to agree. Mm-hmm. I want to have this dude sit in the car with me. And you're a woman, and you can easily say something happened, and it can ruin my chances of keeping my job or ascending to a higher position. So and my marriage. So even in the portion where he had mentioned, you know, he told his wife he wouldn't be putting himself in a situation like that. That even speaks on his morals too, and what he carries exactly. within his household. Like, forget the politics and stuff like that. I'm gonna respect my wife enough exactly. to not put myself in a situation like that because if something does blow up, that not only affects his image you know in the public but that affects his marriage too and his home life no he better not come up with no scandal later Ah. if he does that would judge i I can't stand behind him anymore (laughs) i think uh, i think mike pence actually has the same there are a few politicians i was doing this research they have the the, the same stance where like they won't the only issue i have with it because i i actually am i actually kind of agree with him i'm okay with him saying that the only issue I have with him is, be honest, believe it or not, is him saying that the other person had to be a woman. I mean, had to be a man. Mm. I, I think it should because I t- to me, I think that still then then there there is still the issue of dominance. I think it should still be. I just say it needs to be a third party. I would oh, say a mutually, okay. mutually okay. agreed upon third party because I think when you I think when you say it has to be a or has to be a man, I, like I think you then you would still be issue is it's what if those two what if they do two did something. And then she said it did. It did happen. She's trying to make an accusation, and those two side up. And yo, yo, you my boy, right? Mm. You see what I mean? I think it should. I, I would like it where listen because of you know the, to protect myself against any anything. I would like it to where there's a mutually agreed upon third party there, a cameraman, someone to record like the, for the whole sixteen hours. I, I mean, I even had other questions. Why is there nobody else on this campaign trail in the first place? Yeah, I don't like, understand like, why. I don't understand. Does that happen? Is it, you just be one on one with a reporter? Is there not like a bus? Hours? <laughs> like, it was a bus or something. Like, why? So I just want like that's my one thing. I, I, I think instead of saying that it has to be a man, mm-hmm. just say a mutually exclusive agreed upon third party. Um, but you brought up a good point because that's like, and this is this is going to be controversial. This is not my opinion. So man, say what you feel. Don't, you don't care. Th- We're keeping it real. It's not my opinion. But this was actually written by a woman. I want to say she was a, a an actress in France. And so she, this was published in the New York Times, mm-hmm. and she's actually wants to bring down the Me Too movement for the same reasons we were just we were just talking about. She was saying that rape is a crime, but in, insistent or clumsy flirting is not a crime. 
nor is gallantry a sh- no nor is gallantry gallantry sh- what is that uh yeah it's kind of similar to the next thing chauvinist aggression i kind of it's not a crime so i but i agree that it's wrong um uh, dated Monday. As a result of the Weinstein affair, there has been a legitimate realization of the sexual violence women experience, particularly in the workplace. I agree there. Right. Where some men abuse their power. Totally agree there. It was, necess- it was necessary. But now this liberation of speech has been turned on its head. They contend that, that the Me Too movement has led to a campaign of, the, of public accusations that have placed undeserving people in the same category as sex offenders without giving them a chance to defend themselves. You stop being on tape. I'm sorry. <laughs> without giving them a chance to defend themselves. Passionate. This expedited <laughs> justice already has its victims, men prevented from pr- practicing their profession and punishment, forced to resign, etc. While the only thing they did wrong was touching a knee, trying to steal a kiss, or speaking about intimate things She's at a, a work hoe. dinner. Just so we're clear. She's like, all he did was touch his upper yeah. Yeah. So upper leg. I, am, girl. I emphatically disagree with her point. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's two points I want to bring about, about her counterpoint. Because to me, she worded her counterpoint wrong. Yes. Those things are still wrong. <laughs> like, I think that's inappropriate. Let me be very clear. It's wrong. But see, no, but it's not... Okay, so to me, and I'm going to push back. It's yeah. not a matter of right or wrong, in yeah. my opinion. When I've dealt with women before I was married, whatever, like when you you just it's energy. Yeah, it really is. A, it's an organic energy that you feel. Now, some people, I think, some people misread the energy, mm-hmm. that which can still yes. happen even if you're like, yo, if you're like a regular person that just you you just flirt and you think and she wants you and she's like, I'm just nice. I don't mm-hmm. really actually want you at all, mm-hmm. or I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Whole time you're like, yo, we about to we're about to hook up. Mm-hmm. So you're misreading signals, you know what I'm saying? And I think in this culture right now, it's like it's wrong or it's right. It's not a right or wrong thing. It's flow. Mm-hmm. It's energy. Like is this, is this energy feeling right or is it not feeling right? And so my opinion is that a lot of guys are gonna, a lot of guys are gonna go down. A lot of people are gonna go down to the Twitter meeting. A lot of people are. And and I part of me doesn't feel bad because of like my understanding of history and the history of male dominance and history of. Like the, it's because of mistakes that men have made in the past, they're going to go down for it because like they're not doing anything wrong. They're flirting. My, the only thing I do feel bad is when the woman is flirting back, and then the male is flirting back, but and then and then the male gets in trouble. So like gotcha. my like my only thing is like, gotcha. like be, yeah. my only thing is That's which is why like. which is why I agree with the guy. Like at this point in time, you should not just just don't even do it in your workplace. Like to be honest with you, yeah. you 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 need to take everything. If you mm-hmm. should pay attention to what's going on in the workplace right now with this Me Too movement. If you are a male in that office in any business at all, yeah. you need to just listen. Don't even look. Don't at even don't, don't <laughs> listen. Even look. look, look. Like, at work, you just need to be looking down at the computer, <laughs> and looking down, looking down to get to the bathroom, look <laughs> down to go to lunch. Yeah. Like don't look up. Hey John, you want to go to happy hour? Sure. Who who are going? Who going? Who going? Who going, who going with us? But see, that's the thing. Like, it's the culture of life is like, yo, we just go out. We just yeah. go out. And, and so here's the thing. You go out, and I've done that with my coworkers. You go out, you drink, and you're like, we all just having a good time. And I can see how people can miss, read even that, go back in the office space. So, you know what I'm saying? And so we, we literally had that conversation the other day at work. And, you know, I looked at it as, all right, we, we just all do a happy hour, just like normal coworkers do. Um, but one of the guys, he was just like, look, you know, I ain't got to do drinks with y'all, you know, this, that, and the third. We can hang out. Cool. But I ain't doing no drinks because that could potentially put people in a, a interesting situation, bring right. certain things to light. 
you know, whatever. But he could have just not drunk too. He didn't have to be like, we can't all drink. Yeah, I mean, and eventually he changed it up. Okay. Eventually he was like, all right, yeah, we can himself. we can go out, but ain't gonna be no drinks for me. Is he married? Um, no, but he is dating. But see, I, I I think that's the fallout, though. Be honest. I What's think I think that's the like which which is okay. I think that is. I, I think with, with every movement, you're gonna have some good and some like some bad. I for and so for, let me be very clear. I am a strong, diehard supporter of the Me Too movement. I am. I I I, I, I like. I, I can't express it more. I think it's about daggone time. I think is uh, like. I, and every time I see these stories come out in Hollywood, I'm like, wow, like yo. And, and some of these people are like the dude that directed like. Uh, Rush Hour is going down. Like these are some movies that I like. I like love. You directed X Men. It's Russell Simmons. Yeah. Like these are like people like who were yeah, like yeah. were like big wigs. I'm just like wow. And I'm like good. And, and I never get starstruck. Like people are like well maybe Rock. Rock. I'm like no, he did it. Like, <laughs> like, My thing is like at the end of the day, what does that even really mean? Like I mean I hear you, and I don't want to dive too deeper into yeah. it. But I'm like oh with the Me Too movement, I, what does it mean when we say we support it? Because at the end of the day, I know people are saying like, do you still listen to R. Kelly? Yes. If, well, it, if it comes on, I don't I don't turn R. Kelly on, but if it comes on, if I hear a little uh what's a uh <laughs> bounce, bounce, bounce what do you say? Bounce, uh, bounce, ignition. bounce. Yeah, if we mix ignition or step in the name I'm of love. Gonna lie, I'm a step it. in the name of love. I skip it, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so, so that's what I'm saying. Like you skipping it means what? Absolutely freaking nothing. It means like, oh, alright, look, I support the Me Too women. Click. I'm not gonna listen. So, so because of everything that was bought out about R. Kelly, now I'm I'm questioning every single song that he's yeah, made at this real. point. He's, I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> it's different now. <laughs> right, right, right. Take but, that but, out but, but when my daughter gets older, Bill Cosby gonna be on the screen. That's some. There were some valuable lessons learned. Yes. Because I watched Bill Cosby I, growing up. A different world. There's, it's still, I definitely will still watch it. So I'm saying, like, when we say I support the Me Too, I'm just, I just want to provide some clarity that so, like, it's like, uh, I support it, meaning what? Nothing. You don't mean I, nothing behind It's such a thin veneer of what I So I guess what I mean is do uh, a lot, a lot. Uh, I believe in the idea. I believe in the idea. Do I think it's valid? Yeah. Like, okay. some people, they do, people. That's Some true. men don't think it's valid. Like it's just like a whole bunch of women like ha And I'm not on that on that campaign. Yeah. I do think there will be some negative fallout. And one of the negative fallout will be is there will be some men who aren't doing anything besides for, that will go down. And that's just you know, which is why I'm saying if you want to cover your tracks, j- j- just the other negative fallout is that people are claiming Me Too when it's not a Me Too situation. That could be a fallout too. So like people are saying, yeah, Me Too, Me Too, and it's like you're just misreading, you know. Just flirting, like, uh, like was saying, like, and that goes or, back into selfish gain too, yeah. potentially, right? Because when it's, a, when it's an issue of power, like kind of what most of the Me Too movement is about, which where it's mm-hmm. like these these gate holders or gatekeepers are the ones performing, on, you know, whatever with the girls. Say, hey, you do this, you get, you can get access to whatever movie wise mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. That's a valid Me Too movement type situation, but it's not the same as the original reason why the lady created the Me Too movement. She created it off of somebody's story, a 13-year-old girl's story that was raped. It's become a bigger giant of like, oh, well, not it's me too and I was raped or whatever, but I was raped for the gain or whatever I allowed sex to happen for the gain of getting access to movies or whatever. Like it became more than just I was raped. It became more like mm-hmm. of a whole thing of I have now access to uh, fame and fortune because of what I did went through with this particular individual, Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey, whoever, mm-hmm. whatever big name individual that was. So it, it kind of evolved the Me Too movement or whatever. But I just think overall, to kind of put a 
a pin in it and say, okay, yeah, the Me Too movement is great, it's awesome. It's something that I think is is valid. However, we have to be careful to not believe all things related to the Me Too. Not, not I won't say believe. We got to be careful of what people have have attached to the Me Too movement that just has become no, you just misread or you or like. It has to be some kind of spectrum of how we read. Okay, that's not a valid Me Too situation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's gonna. We gotta have context. Some you got. You gotta consider yeah. the context. And I, and right? I think there are the incident with the Mississippi guy is like 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 is a perfect example. Like like I, I shared that with I shared that with like seven different people. I shared it with, and out of that seven people, five were female, and out of that group, like four of them were like, "Oh no, he's right here." Like like yeah. they're like, "No no no!" Like like, like I'm for Me Too too. He's right here. I would have covered my tracks too. Like, yeah. like, like yeah. no mistake. <laughs> all right. So the last thing we want to talk about today is uh, cancel culture, man. You guys, we, us on Twitter and all that, we go through great lengths to make sure we cancel individuals and cancel the bag for that individual. Um, very much so. We're very adamant about it, right? So you guys remember um, when they almost call, uh, canceled Kevin Hart, right? When Kevin Hart made his comments years ago on Twitter, but it wasn't recent. It wasn't like he, he said it a long freaking time ago, and they they brought it all back up because he was about to host the Oscars. Oscars. Okay, so he about to host the Oscars, Oscars, and it's just like, yeah, bro, um, we we went through your Twitter feed and we saw that you said this fifteen or whatever, however many years ago, mm. and we're offended again. We're reoffended. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, what the frick is going on? Like, yo, like, and he has clearly not been that individual for however long, right? Mm -hmm. So, and they were trying to cancel him off of that. But that was that was a obviously not valid situation. But so you guys remember we talked about earlier today, like the when they see us like movie. And y'all remember Linda first Ferris thing, she got canceled. Yeah. Like they was like, look, lady. Chop legs from underneath. Yeah, you're like, done. Yeah. Don't think about another you don't even need to think about another book. You don't need to think about another movie. You don't even think about nothing. Your life is over. And I was like, okay, so cancer culture is cool and all, but for the guys that went to jail for that, and like, I, let me also say, well, I didn't even know when I was watching that movie that it was real. Oh, I want to throw something at you. you want, I know you do, <laughs> but I swear on my life, bro, I was like, look, scrolling through Netflix, and I was like, oh, this looks like a, a good thing to watch. I really Let's want watch to throw this. something at you right now. <laughs> on my life, He's I like, watched yeah, They should have said, they should have said based on a true story at the beginning, which they didn't do. Are you on social media? <laughs> I am, but I've never, I've never heard of the Brooklyn Five. But that's okay. Um, it's, no, don't give them out. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no because because I think Thank what you, we've done with this whole story about the Central Park Five—that's what it is. Central Park, yeah, five. Central Park Five. Five what we've done, <laughs> we're starting to shame other black people that don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. We're starting yeah. to shame them now because oh you should know this and this that, and the third no I mean, I mean if, if so you genuinely don't so mad about it? yeah don't get mad it was about really it was really big I wasn't gonna, you weren't alive I, well he was alive I was the, you, you were was, alive too you were you were like thirty then though uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was big it was it was really big in New York yeah I mean I knew about it because of the, the election it was really big when Donald Trump was running for president. Hmm. Okay. Because, okay, that's when it really became. So wait, it resurfaced when he ran for president. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even hear nothing about. Yeah, it. because he he because was his, speaking up about. He it, bought right? he bought the ad. He bought the ad. Yeah, that no, no. One, yeah. So that's when. It, so when he they his racial his his racism that became evidence of why people believed he was racist because oh, yeah. of that whole scenario. Uh, so so with that being okay. said, you know they basically was like, look, Dutton, who I guess is a it's a publishing company, they were like, we're going to release you. This is for uh, Linda, Fer Linda Ferristein. We're going to release you. Uh, she resigned from her positions uh, on the board of trustees at Vassar College and on the boards of directors of the charities God's Love, We Deliver, which is 
how how are you on a board of called God's Love We Deliver? And you don't even believe people are innocent ever, like when they tell you they are. And and then it says uh the nonprofit Safe Horizon, um, she basically was just resigned from all of that. Her agent, ICM partners, also dropped her. So my question is this, and I think it's a pretty valid question. Like, I mean, cancer culture is valid and I get it, I understand, whatever. But at the end of the day, should we be able to control people's pay, their income, their livelihood? She, and I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying I have a heart for Linda first thing, So relax. All right, everybody on social media. But I am saying, like, should we be canceling their back, cancel their income, cancel their money with the cancer culture environment? Like, I mean, because it, the damage has already been done for the five men. They've already lived their lives without their families and been in those situations with, in prison, like, mm -hmm. like they perfectly say, I mean, can we just say real quick, when they see us was amazing. Yeah. In terms of like shout how out, they- Shout out to, to the, the uh, director. Director, the, yeah. the, Is it dog? Actors, Devon, yeah. Devernet. Devernet, yeah. Yeah. So she's, she's dope. She's amazing. She's dope. I love, and like, we, one time we got to like honor, like just like people that are dope in culture, like, like that. that Everything just, I like that. Because yeah. they, she make, yeah, I, I forget the other one she does, but, um, like they're on a farm. I should know it because I love that one, but I'll talk about it later. But yeah, like everything she does, everything she touches is dope. And I think the way she like made it made she put you in that room. Yeah, she yeah. put you in that cell. She made you feel what they felt. Um, I didn't cry like you, you and Renee did, but because I didn't know it was real, so yeah. I probably think I honestly think I would have handled it differently if I had known. Yeah. But even aside from all of that, I just really wonder, like, yo, are we getting too into people's lives, like? She should be, she should, in my opinion, she should be prosecuted. Like, or, or like, she should be like in jail herself for like somehow like mismanaging her position. But, but, but stopping her from any future deals to me, it's like, I, I, I think cancel culture, cancel culture is a means of when the, when the system doesn't work. So we can mm. sit back and say, so, oh, let's, let's, let's sorry. take her to, uh, you know, yeah, go ahead. Let's prosecute her. Let's go through the court system. But there have been so many different issues in the past, specifically the the, the what the whole story is about, the Central Park Five, where the, the, the system did not work out, right? It didn't work out in whoever's favor. It's called Queen Sugar, by the way. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so cancel culture is a means of being able to go beyond that and really get results. Yeah, I yeah. love that. That's that was really yeah. that's really good. I, I'm for cancer culture, uh, and also the other lawyer. You're for cancer. Culture? I'm definitely for cancer culture. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Letterer definitely also also the other lawyer. Um, had to resign too because they were they were. I was wondering about her. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't she, hear it anything. wasn't as quickly because of the way the movie portrayed it. Yeah, and so let me just, just let me back up. So, and let me say why I know that because um, you'll get to know if you don't know me. I'm like into movies and television shows like oh, that. Jesus. So <laughs> I saw. If you thought the the Ava the Ava one was bomb, I saw the actual documentary maybe about a month and a half ago when I knew the movie was coming out, and so um, I saw a documentary one that was made. It's, it's on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, really, really dope. They had all the the, the live footage, yeah. all the the all the actual interviews, mm -hmm. all the, like the, the I mean everything. Yeah, and uh, that's when I knew about it. So I like I really wanted to see this movie coming out. Right, and I was already angry back then. <laughs> so, so I, I wasn't too angry when the movie came out because I already knew the story. Yeah. And so they portrayed the other lawyer as not as being as you as as, as she was as, as like being a little bit like nicer. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, that's a lie. Like, 
No, no, no. So she lost. She got canceled too. Okay. Um, I'm for cancel culture. I think you should you should stop using your. It's it's just a boycott. It goes back to like the yeah, old, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like let's do let's do social media. Yeah, and it it, it it should trickle down. It's the old. It's it's the only power I think we have. The the power of the purse and the power of the pen to me is like. So oh, your your purse. The power of the purse. Oh, the purse. Your place. Your place. Your Yo, if we cancel Starbucks, I'm gonna cry. Not cancel like fully. <laughs> I do want. I want. I do. I did want them to take a hit for for the, the two incidents. I think they should. Like I'm. I'm. I. I hated the 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 first one. I hated this last incident. Like those police officers should not have been asked to leave. Like I'm. Yeah. I, I don't agree with that. Like makes sense. Like I don't. Like I don't. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Um. But I mean, in situations like that. Uh, because it's a franchise where I mean it's customer service. Customer yeah. comes first, right? In spite of anything, everything, customer yeah. always comes first. I think in that instance that was just it, too, too much first. So. It was. Like, it was like, <laughs> You're not the only one in this restaurant. Yeah. You know, like, Sir, you can leave. Yeah, like, you can have you have the full freedom to get your A double S up and leave. You think yeah. you, you, you got y'all think they should cancel Buffalo Wild Wings? For what? What happened? Oh <laughs> So if y'all if y'all <laughs> don't so, know, this is this was this is this happened relatively recently. Um, a Buffalo Wild Wings waitress was fired yeah. because she told a black a black customer that her skin was so dark. So a, a Texas customer named Tasha Lee um, walked into this. You know, she was in Buffalo Wild Wings and she handed her ID. I guess she ordered a drink, and <laughs> I can't even like I'm laughing because I'm just like like how dumb are you? She the waitress told her. Don't take this racially, <laughs> but sometimes the only way you can tell with a black people is from their eyes and their smiles because it's so dark. But only way you can tell what though? What? That they're, that they're what? But like, like they're black? That you're black? <laughs> when you say don't take this racially, it's all already, the time. It's like, going to just stop talking. You just yeah, stop talking. You shouldn't <laughs> say don't take this racially. No, 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 no. To tell what? But the, yes, to tell what? But at that point, it is immediately offensive. Whatever you're going to say. Whatever you're going yeah, to say. It's done. It's done. And so, do you think... So, So the thing I'm mad about is... Here's, here's what I'm mad about. So, yes, the girl should be fired. So, that's without a doubt. Yeah. She should be fired. I think the girl should be blackballed. Her name should be sent out to the entire community. Community. But see, here's the thing. No, no, no. no, no, no. I'll be very clear. I want her name distributed to local <laughs> restaurants and in, in the community. Do not hire... Do not hire this waitress. Here's the thing I was mad about. They gave her a ten dollar gift card for, her <laughs> for drink. receiving that racial for a drink. That's the, now if you this, couldn't cover her bill. No, Joe, you would have best know if this had happened at Apple. Yeah, if this had happened at Apple, I would own Apple. Do you understand the amount of mm, yeah, I, mm-hmm. like the amount of custom like this would have just yeah, like she would have had this iPhone, the next iPhone, and the following iPhone. Yeah, like yeah. they gave her a t- so that's why I wanted to cancel Star. I was canceling <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. for a little bit because because of the follow up from that store manager. But to- nobody even cares about that. We care about the what's what's. Oh my God! I can't believe he said that. Right? I can't like, believe about that, it. but I can't believe about the the, the remedy of it was give a, her a ten dollar gift card. A ten dollar that's gonna, <laughs> like to me. I, my mind says that's like you can, you can't be in my you can't be in my my minority that gave another person a ten dollar gift card because you were told you were so black I could only see your teeth. I don't think that's a big. I just I mean look when I saw that story I was like ah that's just another that's just yeah true. that's offensive. 
It's a fancy yeah, bunch that's of really, that's all, I, that's As we started the podcast, <laughs> that's pretty much all I heard all my life. Yeah. You got a black shirt on? Where's John? John here? Yeah, but I can, I can say that because I'm black and I'm talking about the lady. I can say that. Yeah. But someone white can't say that to. Was that person white? I'm, I'm pretty sure this person was white. What if they were black? Would it change how you feel? Yes. It would change. Am I right? It no, you're wrong. I, it it, not, like, the statement should not. The statement should not so, be said whether you're black or white. Is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, it does change. I I I actually disagree. Mm-hmm. It would change. Hit us up on the, um Instagram, guys. I want to know what y'all thoughts on that. I really would. I want to know. Should, it should. It should. If it's a statement that should not be said, it shouldn't matter the mouth it comes out of. I think it would even change if an Asian person said it. You would laugh. If you, I think you, you would, would laugh and leave. And you, I think okay. it would be different. I, here's the thing. Because you would take, I understand. You'd be like, oh, I understand. You're Asian. That's what you no, no, no. no. I, 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 look at us. I think, what? I think, <laughs> I think because of the history of blackface, because of the history mm. of racism, because yeah, of Jim Crow. That, that doesn't mean that they, whatever that white person it, knows of all those things, they were, was, if you, you live, they were culturally raised. It, you don't know. I agree. Unfortunately, sorry. Like that's not, that's not my problem. From from a professionalism standpoint, there should be no reason why you should make a comment like that in the customer service realm. Right? I agree. But but let's let's not act like in customer service they don't teach you to try to have some kind of like bond created. <laughs> now I'm, I'm look. look I'm, I, hear me before you laugh. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't the best initial bond, but like we don't know. Like you know when you're like a waiter, right? And you're like you, you create that initial thing. You got your flow. God dang! <laughs> you, this is his first podcast. This is so guys. funny. Like, <laughs> you, you, create, you create that. You like all right. You know they gonna lose your drinks. They take your order. Whatever they need to come back. You guys are having vibe. You're you vibing with the waiter. You're cool. You're cool now. Now we're friends. Okay. Mm. Then she come back and says, hey, "Oh, let me see your ID for the drink, by the way." And it's, y'all already cool. We are. Oh, I God, you're black. I, I, can't, I can't see the NBA let you do this like that. You wouldn't be like, ah, no, Joe. Okay. No, okay. we're friends now. No, like I feel like <laughs> what? I just think about like because as an educator, like I have teachers and you build rapport, you build rapport. If a teacher ever said that to build rapport for students, like the media will be in in the next day. Yeah. What did you say to that kid? <laughs> What? Okay, so we can agree that maybe she should not have said that to the customer that was. She, she had several different. She, 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 several different things to say in the Rolodex of things to gain rapport. Other than that, she, they should have a thing which you shouldn't say. You probably shouldn't say anything about their skin color. Probably should. We have to bring up UCLA girl. If you hit us up on Instagram so we can share that video of that UCLA girl. From years ago, who talked about the Asians in her library and <laughs> all on YouTube and had to quit because she said some things about Asians. Like, you can't say it. I just, y'all are just wildly sensitive. That's how I feel. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. too sensitive. Okay. You're right. So, so today we talked about being sensitive, being all in your feelings. We talked about cancer culture. We talked about the Me Too movement and how the Me Too movement has become Something that has been kind of amazing to watch um, culturally on, a, on a, a smaller level, on a bigger level as well. Um, so we close our segments with a real talk, and Terrence is going to do our real talk for today. Hit it, man. Okay. So what are we talking about here, people? What are we talking about? What are we ultimately talking about? Somebody said something. Somebody did something. And poor Rebecca at the office. You know, Miss Becky, who always arrives 15 to 20 minutes early for every shift. 
Mrs. Becky who runs and tells the supervisor whenever Kareem comes back from lunch 30 seconds too late. <laughs> Mrs. Becky who uses her sick time for when she's absolutely sick and doesn't go to her local patient first in urgent care, but no, she goes to her actual physician every time. You know Becky who was not your supervisor but always try to tell you how to do your daggone job? Yes, that Becky. Somebody said something. And Becky was offended, and now Becca, she wants justice, and when does she want it? Well, she wants it now! <laughs> now, I hope you can infer through my tone and my sarcasm, and my use of stereotypical attributes such as white or black names and behaviors that I am inferring to different races. Having gone through extensive equity and diversity trainings and coaches and having worked with the educational system, which, by the way, is systematically not equitable, let me tell you that when it comes to communicating, race matters. In every major headline over sensitivity, race is usually at the core. And if it's not race, then it is usually an issue of dominance. And by dominance, I mean issues that relate to one group that has generally asserted power over another. Man over a woman, heterosexuals over the LGBT community, Christians over non-Christians, wealthy over the middle class, or etc. These groups have generally have had power over the other, other group and have abused that power, especially in these here United States. Now, most of you have never had the extreme pleasure or fortune of sitting in Mr. Robinson's American Government class. Shout out to the alumni of Milford Mill Academy who passed out American Government HSA because of my black excellence. That was a joke. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though. All I'm saying is that these problems existed prior to 1492 when Santa Cris pirated his way to the Bahamas and planted his Spanish flag. They escalated in 1607 in Jamestown, Virginia, despite Disney telling you that some long-haired Native American girl sung some songs to save the world. And here we are in 2019, still needing some sensitivity training. When it comes to race relations, listen, people have and will always be offended when there's a lack of effective communication. Anyone with a degree in communication or anyone who's ever studied communication will tell you that there are several factors to effective communication. This is something that our president has and will never realize. This is why he sucks at his delivery. And if you are like him and you think that the message, the message is the most important factor when communicating, then you are sadly mistaken. Let me educate you real quick. There are five, ladies and gentlemen, there are five important factors to effective communication. There is the purpose or the message. This is the component that describes the information or content that is actually being delivered. The second component is the audience. Understanding who you are delivering the message to is important and should factor in how you shape your message. Am I talking to my bros? Am I talking to my wife? Am I talking to my kids? Am I talking to my students? Am I talking to my coworkers? Am I talking to my teachers? Am I talking to my parents? Those changed my message. The next component is the frequency or timing. That's important because I can have a great message and I can totally be in tune with the audience. But if I don't deliver the message when they are ready to receive it, then the message is still lost. Equally as important as the frequency is the fourth component, which is the delivery vehicle. This describes the method of delivery for my message. This should change depending on the message, the messenger, the audience, and even the frequency. Am I delivering it through social media? Am I doing a podcast? Am I doing it through video? Am I doing it through through a text message? Anybody, any man in this room that's ever broken up with his girl via text message should know that probably wasn't the best delivery vehicle. It's the best way. It's not the best way. <laughs> Finally, ladies and gentlemen, I believe the most important component of communication in a message is the one that we forget, and that's the messenger themselves. 
Listen, you ever give someone some good advice? Like, you ever been sat down to give someone some good advice and they don't listen to you? But someone else comes along and says the exact same thing and your friend says, yeah, that was some good advice. And you sit there with the no teeth look like, boy, <laughs> I just said the same thing. Listen, you have to face the fact that some people just can't say some things, period. Sometimes the audience won't receive the message, no matter the message, no matter the frequency, and no matter how it's delivered. Sometimes the messenger is more important than the message itself. Love it, love it, love it. So, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to our very first podcast. Ooh, appreciate it, appreciate it. Real um, podcast where you, you know, we talk about real, raw, relatable topics, right? Um, so here's the deal. We're going to have more topics that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about um, homosexuality. We're going to talk about masturbation. We're going to talk about um, bisexual, being bisexual, like all the pronouns. All, we're going to talk about everything related to uh, today's culture, right? So we want you guys to um, interact with us throughout this process, okay? So you guys are more than welcome on our Instagram page or any photos or, or if we even continue the conversation um, on the Instagram page, you can say on a comment section things that you want to talk about. The best way to do it though is if you send us an email. All right. So we have our email. It's called, it's a relentlessly real podcast at gmail.com. If you guys have topics that you want us to touch on, we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about marriage. We're going to talk about kids. We're going to talk about Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about everything we could think of. But if you guys have certain things you want to make sure that we hit, please just send us an email. Again, it's relentlessly real podcast at gmail.com. Send it to our email and we'll try our best to talk, touch on those topics, especially women out there that may have questions about things that men are thinking. Those are great topics that we want to make sure we address. We want to answer those questions through podcasts. We want to um, make sure we, we address those topics for you guys. But again, thank you so much for listening. Again, Thanks, I'm, guys. I'm John. I'm Mike. I'm Terrence. And you've listened to Relentlessly Real Podcast. Peace. <laughs>